0: What I with you know got leap show Fox Sports Radio live from Los Angeles where there were people that thought we'd have to be in uh, bubble wrapped in order to be in LA to broadcast but um all those hate LA people got off the plane yesterday and it was 82 yeah. and sunny and they're like you know this, this uh, Los Angeles thing it's not bad it's not bad you know I heard it was uh End of the world's there, and it turns out this place kind of nice.
1: It's a, it's a really nice week. I
0: it, mean, is a, it, yeah. is a, it is a, what's known as a Chamber of Commerce yes. sort of week. Are you familiar with that uh, expression there, J Stu? Sure. I've heard Cham- it. Chamber, yeah, sense. Cha- chamber of Commerce. Uh, it is, uh, yeah is mid-70s to mid-80s, depending on your location in Los Angeles sort of week. So if you're missing the Super Bowl, you know, just turn it here. Fox Sports Radio. We're live in Radio Row. Yeah. Um, it's it's great. Obviously, Dan Patrick's here. He's got his whole show out. Uh, Colin Cowherd's going to be over the, the on the lot in Pico, so he won't mess with the commoners here. Well, the common folk here at uh, Radio Row, mm, mm, mm. That's the Scholarship winner. But we will be with the people, with the athletes, with the analysts, and with uh, other people who, who stop by. Welcome in. What a week for the NFL. Like, you come off of as good a playoffs as you can remember. And, look, if we look back, there's been a lot of incredible playoff weekends. Right? If we remember the divisional weekend, it was amazing. Like, every game was better than the next. But usually in, in the NFL, every game is better than the next. You know? I mean, I think back in your brain. Like, pick a – give me a Super Bowl, Dan Byer, because Dan Byer knows way okay. more and, and has that recall. Give me, give me a Super Bowl. Uh, Patriots-Eagles, Super Bowl 52. Okay, Super Bowl 52. I, I don't like the number. Super Bowl Fifty Two, just because it screws you up, and if you're like, wait, what year was that? What oh, year I'm is that? Sorry. That was 2017, correct? Yes. Okay, so the 2016 NFL 2017 season,
1: is he, that right? Yeah, it would be the. It would have been the 2018 playoffs, the 2017 season.
0: Okay, so 2017 NFL season. What do you remember about that season? Now, like, do you that that playoff game was that Super Bowl was? Tell me if I'm wrong. Eagles over 600 yards of offense Patriots never punted mm-hmm. right they, yeah. had, they missed a field goal they missed an extra point and they had turnovers but they never punted it was just who had the ball last that was Philly special Super Bowl correct yes okay yes okay so let's look at those, that year's playoffs in compare by comparison in comparison right Falcon the, the wild card was Falcons and Rams mm-hmm a wild card was t- Titans and Chiefs you remember that was a one- point game right uh, Jaguars and Bills, that was back when Alex Smith, I think that was Alex Smith's last game as quarterback of the Chiefs? Yes, because he was traded
1: that to week wa- to Washington. To Washington. Yeah. To Washington. Yes, that right? Super Bowl week, yes. Okay.
0: Uh, Jacksonville beat the Bills 10-3. to yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, Terod Taylor, T- yep. Yep. And, uh, and the Saints beat the Carolina Panthers. All of those games were close. Those were all the wild cards. Okay. The AFC and NFC Championship game, the Patriots beat the Jaguars. They trailed. In the first half, at halftime, they only won 24 to 20. Remember that was coming off of the Steelers-Jaguars, which is 45-42. So, uh, my my point is, Minneapolis miracle was that was was, playoffs. was, was yeah. that playoff well. yep. Now, the the Eagles dominated the Vikings because the Vikings, remember they had case they had Case Keenan was their quarterback, mm-hmm. and it was outdoors. And and the truth is, like that's one of the things about miracles and upsets is the Saints should have played the Eagles, and that would have been a much more competitive game. That was a really good Saints team, and it, it took literally a miracle play that a one-in-a-lifetime play in order to win that game. My point is that we always have a tendency to go, like, this is the greatest playoffs ever. You're like, You know, I read you a year in which every playoff game except for Eagles-Vikings was close. Maybe Falcons-Rams, but that was actually closer. That was the Rams' first playoff game, I want to say, in, in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. right? They played at home, yeah. and Jared Goff was the quarterback. That was the first year of the Sean McVay era. And they they, they lost home, them. But those, those are the only, like, two games that were decided by yeah. by more than five points. Falcons had a chance to
1: beat the Eagles, right? Yes. The, yeah, Yeah, they had yeah.
0: Julio Jones drop the ball in the end zone. It wasn't a well-thrown ball, but they threw, like, a jump ball in the corner of the end zone yeah. uh, on fourth down and lost that game. So those were all close. My point is that we want to make it out like this is the first year where you've had all these incredibly close games, and the truth is, no, the Super Bowls used to not be that close. But then you have last week, and last week is almost always – you know, when coaches are being hired, they, many of them been fired before it. And that's the talk of the dead week before the Super Bowl, as now we always have two weeks. We used to have sometimes one week, sometimes two weeks. Um, but the dominant story became the Brian Flores story. Am I wrong? You, nope. Not only did it become the dominant
1: story, but it influenced the, the normally big story. It influenced the rest of the coaching hiring stories, right? There was always a, a Brian Flores narrative to each hire
2: or something.
0: Yes, yes, yes because, also, because if you didn't hire a, a coach who was a minority, then all of a sudden that, that coaching hire on some level came into question, yes.
1: I was just going to say it also completely overshadowed the official retiring of Tom Brady on that same day. Like that was that's how big of a conversation it was. Was Brady retired earlier that morning? We're on the air at noon Pacific time, and that story breaks around that time, and there hasn't been a big Brady talk since.
0: Yes. Um, okay. Well, I would I would also yes, you're right. I would also point out that because Schefter and Darlington had the story over the weekend, that there was like a double... That's why I started with the he retired again sort of line. Is that fair? Like, yes, it overshadowed it, but part of it was that most of us already thought he was retired. I I don't... Even though the reports were
1: out there, we wanted the official word from Tom. And there weren't times to do the montages. There weren't times to do the, you know, reflection that you would normally do because he was coy about it and had that interview with Jim Gray. But then when it finally became official... I mean gosh on the show that day I think that was the lead but then when that broke at you know noon or one it was kind of left alone
0: yeah yeah and and look I I think if if we're honest you know we've been on this topic of some level for the last 3 years right there's been 2 years of covid and 3 years of of race relations of right of of race relations talk which of course started really in Minneapolis. Um, and then, of course, there's been other incidents and violence and protests and, um, you know, and and some change and some evolution on it. But it's, it's started some sort of nationwide conversation, which is weird, right? You would think that conversation would have had, happened when we had our first black president, but it did not. And then it was only a couple years ago, and it's because of the... Like the 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 murder that took place on the streets of Minneapolis, right? So, um, it it has been the dominant story. But what's interesting is, or at least maybe interesting to me, Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio live and Radio Row, in Los Angeles, site of the Super Bowl. What is it? Super Bowl LVI. What is that? That's Super Bowl fifty-six. Fifty-six. Right. The L is five. The V is no, no, L is L's L 50. is fifty. The V is five, and the I is one, and the I being after the V. Otherwise, it was L I V, right? That's fifty-four. Yes, correct. Okay, that's all I that know about the Super Bowl. Live Tyler. Live Liv, Liv Tyler. Just think of it as Super Bowl Lawrence Taylor. Just remember that. <laughs>
1: True story, in Detroit for Super Bowl forty, there were people who thought it was Super Bowl extra large. True story. They thought XL ah. was Super Bowl extra large. Like the, like the NFL's not going to sizes. That's Super Bowl medium this year. It's not that big of a deal.
0: Can I tell you something that TV executives do that, that I don't understand? But especially, I used to work at CBS, right? And they, I don't know they, their big thing was, we got Super Bowl 50. Okay. We got yeah. Super Bowl 50. Super Bowl 50. Like, Okay. No, we got Super Bowl 50 Five <laughs> zero. the big Five O half century. We got it. you're like, okay. So that was a, for the, and so they, they told us before Super Bowl 49 we got Super Bowl 50 can't make a bigger deal about Super Bowl 50. And then if you go back and look after Super Bowl 49 there's an ad that ran right after that Super Bowl 50s on CBS, and I 'm just thinking to myself, of all the money you're going to spend on advertising. To tell people that, hey, in a year from right now, make sure to turn on channel two (laughs) instead of channel four. (laughs) Right? Like anybody's going to go like, (laughs) something's on today. And then somebody's like, I remember, I remember 365 days ago, I remember this. Uh, CBS has somebody like, oh, I forgot. Thank God. As if somebody's watching Fox for like two hours. Like, sitting there going like, when's, gonna the, game gonna when's the game going to come on? Is it on, on
1: delay? Yeah. When's the game going to come on? I, I just want to see the concert. I, the I skipped ahead in my guide a year to tape it at that point. <laughs> you put in the TV. Yeah. <laughs> I had to change batteries in the remote twice, but hey. I was able to record it.
0: Oh, it's that's uh that's really really, really that
1: was the only year they didn't use the Roman numeral. They used the fifty. They used five they didn't five, just zero. use Super Bowl L. They because did it's the Super Bowl fifty. 50. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh, it's Super Bowl fifty.
1: Super Bowl fifty. <laughs> and it's really been one of the worst Super Bowls we've had right. in recent times.
0: it that would that I'm me being told that we have Super Bowl fifty and you can't say Super Bowl fifty on CBS enough it was like the jerk store line <laughs> from from uh, from Seinfeld. The jerk store right? the jerk story they're called they're running out of you you're like okay okay got it noted anyway the Florida story became really 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 big really big um but i think today you know i think he would have been the at least the head coach of the houston texans if 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 not for suing the league now maybe some of you are sitting there going like well he's better off he's better off you know you don't want any part of that mess you know, you don't be that franchise and whatever, but um, I, I, he was one of the finalists, and then they all of a sudden moved on and decided that Lovey Smith is going to be there. Lovey Smith getting the job there reminds me of when Jerry Jones gave the contract extension to uh, Jalen um, Smith. Jalen Smith. Like, do you guys remember that? that what was happening was um, they were having that. That was when he stood up and said uh uh what's his name who um what's the running back that i'm thinking of uh the current yeah they go zeke who remember the preseason it was zeke who because tony pollard was so good in the preseason and um after one of the preseason games where tony pollard dominated he's like haha zeke who and he was just kidding but honestly the truth is tony pollard's been more productive and a really good back and at at a Uh, at at a discounted, completely discounted price. But that reminds me, remember there's a controversy over would would they or would they not give Ezekiel a new contract? And then it was Dak Prescott won a new contract and so he's like, just grab somebody who was a it, it wasn't unreasonable to give Jalen Smith a new contract, but like, the story of Jalen Smith coming back from drop foot and from a terrible knee injury was better than the actual player of Jalen Smith, who, of course, was released this year. Then he went to the Packers and was released with the Green Bay Packers and, and might or might not be in the NFL next year. It's just he grab somebody and give them a new contract. That feels like what the Texans did. Texans might have want to hire Josh McCown, or maybe they said, well, hire Brian Flores, but Josh McCown has to be on your staff. And he was like, nah, we ain't doing it. And then it's hard enough. When you want to hire Brian Flores because he has a relationship with all those guys running the Texans back from his Patriot days and he's suing the league and you're like, ah, I, there's just a level of toxicity. And it's not, it, it would have been hard enough to hire him if it was, he was just suing the team that fired him for wrongful termination. That's a hard one. But when you sue the entire league and you form a class action lawsuit, and you're saying that the NFL's hiring practices when you're, when you're, when you're interviewing for jobs is racist. I, I believe he cost himself those jobs. Now, there will be people forever who say he is, what he's doing is bigger than just one job or maybe more impressive because he knew it was going to cost him a chance at several jobs. I always think you have a better chance of making change when you have that job. Right? This is the... Whether you didn't like Obama or you didn't like Trump, the people who didn't go to the White House, I've always felt like, you don't go to the White House, why? You're never going to have a chance at having any conversation with the president of the United States if you don't go to the White House. If you go, you might grab for five minutes. Or you might meet somebody else who can help you get the attention of somebody you want for five minutes. You know, for... I don't know if Colin Kaepernick would have been in the league anyway. He would probably would have been a backup somewhere, but I'm not totally sure. He's had a couple opportunities. But, like, look, by napalming the Baltimore Ravens opportunities, before they got Lamar Jackson, remember his girlfriend put the meme out that, that made the owner Steve the, like just like the slave owner in Django Unchained, right? That cost him the Baltimore Ravens. And you may say his movement is bigger now than it was when he was in football. I disagree. If he was starting quarterback in the National Football League and he was taking a knee and he was leading a civil rights movement, that would have been bigger and even more impactful than it has been today. And I think the same thing for Brian Flores. Because if Brian Flores says, yeah, look, yes, I got a job, but this isn't about me. It's about all the other guys that should also be getting jobs. I think that's a more powerful statement because it does feel... Feels, it feels contradictory to what he's saying. I mean, look, the Giants thing is a perfect example. John Mara not only has a great relationship with Bill Belichick and hired Joe Judge because of that relationship, John is a Boston College guy. Do you know where Brian Flores went to school? BC? Yes! So John Mara's always been into the Brian Flores thing. So they want to talk to him, see what his level of interest was, see if it fit. And, of course, they hired a different general manager who had a different plan. They want to save the quarterback, so they hire Brian Dable, and look what he's done with Josh Allen. That all makes sense. But I, what a weird week. And then you have the commissioner come out, and initially the league said, you know, the lawsuit has no merit. And then he comes out over the weekend with a statement saying, basically, we got to do better. That no matter what the practices are, we have to do better. They're, is, they're unacceptable. And, un- th- and this was a memo res- that went to the, the team. The results are unacceptable. And I don't think anybody would argue that the results are unacceptable. It's just, I don't know if, if people are coming up with solutions, right? Because they have changed not just the Rooney rule, but they also have the rule that if you have a minority assistant coach that is promoted to, to another job, you get draft picks, right? They also have, I don't know if you guys know this, on every staff in the NFL, there is a minority coach position, right? Just intended to continue to create more more diversity on football staffs heck the last year's super bowl champion that's an incredibly diverse coaching staff which i think ultimately Bruce Arians walks away this year or next year and either Todd bowles or Byron Leftwich get that job i thought there would be at least 3 likely 4 maybe 5 black head coaches hired right now we have 3 right 3 if you're you're counting or counting Mike McDaniel right like that mm-hmm. Is
1: yep. that where it's at? Is it uh yeah, Ron Tomlin. Rivera is, is well, they're no, minorities, no, three minority? Three, three hired.
0: Hired. Three hired.
1: Two hired. Two hired. Yeah. No, McDaniel so and, and Lovey. Mike Tomlin's African American. Yes. Uh Ron Rivera and Robert Sala are other minorities.
0: Yeah. So you have thirty two teams, you have three black coaches and five total minorities. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I believe that. But and again, like, I don't think
0: anybody would argue like those results aren't that's that's not it's not a equitable number. That's not that, that's that's not a number that anybody would want and say, hey, we have a diverse pool of coaches. You can't. The problem is they're like, okay, then tell us how you get to it without artificially doing it, but artificially saying you have to hire a black coach, because you it's really hard to do that.
1: Yes. And I'll make this quick. George Reister and I had this conversation yesterday. If the process isn't right, you could have thirty two African American head coaches in the NFL and then there's there's just something that's the process has just got to be cleaned up. I don't think it's just a number. Like I'm, I'm going sh- to
0: share a story that no one here knows. All right. Okay, but I'm going to share a story. And I went through an interview process for a job last summer. Okay, that would would have been in addition to what I'm doing here. Right, and I was told by all of my friends, you got no shot at that job. All right, and it was a, it, it and and it was a. It was, frankly, a job calling games for a team in the NBA. And I don't don't fit the traditional bill because I didn't play in the NBA. And most of the uh, analysts in the NBA, most of them, not all of them, played or coached Mm -hmm. in the NBA. I've done neither. And I was told, hey, dude, you ain't going to get it. And I went through the entire process. And I will tell you, to this this very moment, I created relationships there, and I would have gone through the process again. And you have to start thinking about well, how am I going to do these games and do my show and where are you going to live and how are you going to do it, whatever, right? You start because you have to have that plan. If they call you yeah. and they say, "Do you want it?" You got to say yes right at that very moment, even if you're not. You got to be sure. So I, I do understand the idea of hey, some of these interviews for that 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 check a box for the Rooney Rule feel like I didn't actually have have a chance. I would push back and say. You take every interview because you have no idea. I take those interviews because you have no idea if that producer is going to ultimately produce or that, you know, whoever runs that company is going to run a different company someday. Like the story of most people's career is somebody gave them a shot. How do you get that shot? Oftentimes it's an interview or a conversation at a party at for a, for a different job for something else. I completely agree that anyone who says like, Really, you got the NFL, you got three black head coaches, right? I mean, that, that seems, in 2022, that number seems off. But I actually think the process is better than the perception of it and is more fair than the perception of it. And I do think you have at least two black general managers who are hired, which is a huge, you talk to people in the NFL, like that is that has been harder to code to crack, right? And then having minority ownership It's been a harder code to crack than head coaches because there have been a lot of black head coaches. It's just once you get down to you're in low single digits, everybody sits their head and goes like, really? In 2022? But it's hard to say what exactly can you do without making it feel like affirmative action, which a lot of black coaches are against. They're against. They're like, I I don't want to get the job because I'm black. I just want to get the opportunity to go through a fair and unbiased process. And that's, that's the big question. All right, we got, a, we got a lot to get to here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Trade deadline's coming up in the NBA. And there's two big names which may be moved. Who are they? Find out next. But first, Better Sportsbook wants to invite you to discover the complete sports betting experience, the foundation of that experience, a massive number of betting options on nearly every regulated sporting event around the world, and on top of that, live streaming of sports every day. There's almost always a live match to watch on BetRivers Sportsbook, and you can do it right in your phone. BetRivers features top-tier customer service. They're ready to answer your questions anytime, day or night. Plus, they get the unique rush-based system, and BetRivers Sportsbook can authorize most withdrawal requests instantly, and customer satisfaction is always their number one priority, and BetRivers will match your first deposit up to $250. Now, unlike some other sportsbooks, BetRivers Sportsbook only requires a one-time pay-through. will turn your bonuses right into cash. Experience the difference? How do you do it? You go to That's betrivers.com. That's dot scom BetRuers.com to see for yourself. You must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Be sure to catch
1: the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Trader. Let's welcome in Rick Buecher, uh, NBA insider um, for Fox Sports 1. Of course, you also see him on uh, Speak for Yourself. And uh, Buech, let's, let's begin with Russell Westbrook. Is there yeah. any way the Lakers, can they, can they find a team like, I know the Thunder have like $20 million, twenty million below the floor they need to be for the salary cap. Is there right. is there a team out there that'll take that will take that contract and buy him out? Um, I have
2: not. I have, I have not heard one to this point. So, I, I and it's not just a matter of moving him and then uh, the Lakers moving on without him. Uh, Russell Westbrook still ideally plays a role for them some way, shape, or form. Like, taking him out of the equation and not getting anything meaningful back doesn't really solve any problems for the Lakers at this point. They they need certain things that they were hoping that Russell Westbrook would give them. The fact that they he hasn't given them consistently and it doesn't necessarily fit with the other pieces doesn't mean it's, it's simply uh, addition by subtraction.
0: Uh, okay, so how does it look with the Lakers the rest of this season?
2: It looks honestly looks like the way it has been when they've had, it, had Anthony Davis. I mean, that, that, is the one, that is the one element here that I think is being overlooked. We've gone from the Lakers are going to run the league and are going to just coast their way to a championship to now they're not going to make the playoffs or they're not a factor. Uh, I, the, the truth has always been somewhere in between. Uh, I never had them as a title contender, but uh, if everybody's healthy, uh, they can be dangerous in the postseason. They can they can win a round. They can get to the second round. I don't see them getting, getting beyond that. But that's what they are. And if Anthony Davis is healthy and LeBron James is healthy and the pieces are all healthy, uh, I mean, for all that has gone wrong uh, with this season for them, they're still in the play-in uh, position. And that's what it may take for them to get into the playoffs. But uh, if they get there and they have everybody healthy, I still think they can be dangerous against almost anybody that they face. There's there one or two teams I don't think they have a chance, but Utah Jazz somehow end up with the best record in the league again. I think there's an opportunity there, their, even if the Lakers are the eighth seed, that they might actually win around.
0: round. Stug Show here on Fox Sports Radio. The other big talk of the NBA is James Harden. And the po- yeah. possibility of a move for, for Ben Simmons. What, what are you hearing? Like We've heard lots of different stuff. What's really going on in Brooklyn in terms of the relationships within that club?
2: Well, look, there are some questions James Harden has about whether this really works long-term. And I, my understanding is that he's looking at what, how this, the rest of the season goes, what they're able to accomplish before he decides what he wants to do. But he's, He has been introduced to the idea now that no matter what happens, he's not going to be what he was in Houston, which is whatever happened, James Harden was going to get full credit for it. He's the driving force of the team. Russ Westbrook comes to play with me. like It's it's my show. He now is learning what it's like to be in the universe that he was when he first came in the league, which is I'm playing with Kevin Durant. This is Kevin Durant's show, and it always will be. And whatever happens to us, it's going to be because of of Kevin Durant. If we succeed, it's going to be because of Kevin Durant. If we fail, it's going to be me uh, or my fault or Kyrie's fault. It's it's the LeBron James effect. And uh, if he ends up playing for a title, if he ends up getting to the finals, then I think that there's reason to say, okay, I, I want to, I, I'll sign up for this because it gets me where I I want to go that I've never been. But short of that, um. You know, if I go, maybe if I go to Philadelphia, if I rejoin Daryl Morey uh, and and play with Joe Embiid, maybe I get to resume uh, a position like that, or at least have a greater position than I do with the Brooklyn Nets. But in any case, the idea that a deal is going to be made by Thursday, I, I never. I, so much of this is Philadelphia-driven, in terms of. This idea that they are sitting back and they're just waiting for somebody to make them the offer that uh, is good enough for them is fast backwards from everything that I've heard about where where things stand. Daryl Morey set the bar at a certain level. He's not going to back off of that. Um, and so far, nobody has been willing to to answer that that bill with a with a player of the magnitude that he is asking for. And that certainly includes James Harden at that at this point.
0: Okay, so will Simmons be moved before the trade deadline?
2: I don't see a way in which he will be, honestly, um, because it uh, the his 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 trade value at the beginning of the year when this first happened was already negligible for what uh, for what Daryl Morey wanted, um, and like an instance where I think with Portland last summer, uh, you didn't want CJ McCollum in a boatload of picks. Uh, I, I think it, that was, that was a possibility at that time. I think, I think you could have made that happen. Now that has gone by the board because Portland's going in the other direction. They're looking to tear it down and rebuild. Uh, so where are you going to go with a Ben Simmons that it makes sense? And you're going to get the caliber of player, That you want back. I I have not, I've yet to hear of a deal that is going to bring back that kind of a player. And so now we get, uh, if anything happens, I would imagine it's more around the draft and it becomes positioning of, because the draft is a lot deeper than college scouts uh, or talent evaluators originally thought. uh, I, I think there are going to be fewer deals at the trade deadline and there are going to be more deals made around the draft because this draft is a little richer than they anticipated, and that would include Ben Simmons.
0: Okay, the Clippers traded for Norman Powell, what looks like, and and traded Eric Bledsoe, right? looks like Portland. Brilliant,
2: brilliant, by the way. I mean, Lawrence Frank getting getting Eric Bledsoe for Pat Bev and Rajon Rondo, utilizing him at the beginning of the year, starting in 21 games, eating minutes, while Serge Ibaka and Marcus Morris are out and they're recovering from injuries and then moving him for a Norm Powell and a Robert Covington, who now gives you the, the, I wouldn't be surprised if Covington gets moved on or it gives him the flexibility to move Serge Ibaka or Marcus Morris to, uh, to, to get yet another piece to upgrade yet again. Just masterful, I mean, master strokes by Lawrence Frank over the last year.
0: Do they do you think they have Paul George and I mean like what what, what does their team look like at the end of the season yeah. or, or is this for next season?
2: Yeah it, 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 that was my first thought when they made the deal. I, my first thought uh, Doug, was, oh this must this must mean they, they, they're getting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard back. They're making a run now. and I um, from what I've been told, it's it's not that they're confident that those two are going to be back. Paul George is still up in the air. Kawhi Leonard is still doubtful. What they saw was an opportunity to get a piece like Norman Powell, who played, uh, won a championship with Kawhi in Toronto, was averaging 19 with two ball-dominant guys in Portland. And so coming off the bench and being a scorer, like you can just imagine what he can do. He's just such a great fit for them. And he is signed to a contract that is uh, that is team friendly over the next four years, and uh, and and so it is both the short term. If if you know they can get somewhere this year, if they can still make the playoffs, if, you know that it it, it it provides that. But it's also playing the long game. Uh, and and where if you know he's not going anywhere. He's in his prime. He's what 27 years old. He's going to be just as good next year. When Kawhi and Paul George are back, so that's why I believe it was just it's a home run, home run move for the Los Angeles Clippers. And as hard as it is to wrap our heads around this idea with the Clippers, the Clippers are operating like a very smart franchise. It also helps that Steve Ballmer is willing to spend whatever is necessary because this does, this does raise their tax sufficiently. But if you can get a Norman Powell. Uh, at this stage and you can get it for a bunch of pieces that have absolutely no value to you going forward, by all means, you do it. Well,
0: look, uh, it also helps you mentioned Portland. Dame Lillard's out for the year, so yeah. they're, they're, they got that Powell contract off the books and they got some expiring right. deals here, right? Right. D- right. Does this, does, is this the sign that they're, they're, they're going to move on from Lillard at the end of the year or are they going to reconfigure around Lillard at the end of the year?
2: Yeah, I, I believe that what you're going to see, you're going to see C.J. McCollum move by the trade deadline as well. Um, I believe this is where we're going to tear it down and we're going to rebuild. And what they're going to do is give Damien the supermax extension that he wanted. Um, and they can say, hey, look, we, we, we've gone to the wall trying it this way. We, we're not good enough. So we need to we, we need to kind of start over, and we're gonna we're gonna take care of you financially, so that you still will have a shot at winning something when this is all over. And I believe that that Chris Paul, being where he is, um, going to the finals at his age last year for the first time, potentially winning a ring this year, I think that changes the equation for someone like Damian Lillard who looks at it and says yeah i'm gonna be thirty five and <laughs> i'm gonna be thirty five in two years when this tear down and rebuild may start to show some fruition but look at chris Paul like he's still making money he's still you know a integral part of a team like i we we could be the Phoenix Suns in Portland, so I get my money and um I get to stay in Portland and still be the guy and uh, and I still believe that there's a shot at me being uh, end up uh, having a shot at a ring here and being the reason for it, as opposed to going anyplace else and being the number two. Because that, does, that doesn't just change that he's not the guy that he's that he's climbing back on someone else's back to win a ring, but it changes the dynamic for him from a business standpoint too. Because so much of what he's built off the court yeah. is is because he's the he's the the little guy that could. He's the underdog. Um, and he's the number one guy in a small market. Like that, that has a brand value for him that would be lost if he went someplace else. Might win a ring, but uh, he'd lose everything else.
0: Buick, you're the best, man. Um, talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us. You got it, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb
1: Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Bar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from.
0: The Gottlieb's show, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by the world's, by the, the most respected and trusted name in online sports betting, River Sportsbook. You got to be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get to the press. The Press. The Press is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium, zero turn lawn mowers to run their business. And for us, Weekend Joes, Hustler Turf also has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. .com. Dan Beyer, what do you got? Doug, the big news of
1: the day Lovey Smith, set to be the new head coach of the Houston Texans. Word kind of leaking last night. He was the front runner. He's going to get the job, and that seems to be the case in Houston.
0: Right. I mean, look, Lovey did a, a, a better, uh, a good. Uh, do you remember where Lovey Smith came from before he was with the Chicago Bears? Um, Don't look.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, was, he was the defensive coordinator. Yes. Was it was it in Tampa?
0: Mm, no. No. Close? Somebody beat Tampa to win their first the Rams. Uh, to get the yes. He was at the Rams. When they had the greatest show on turf, he was the yeah. defensive coordinator. Right? Then he left and the defense fell apart. Um, and then he went to the Bears and ultimately the Bears went to the Super Bowl and then that thing fell apart and he went to Illinois. And it was bad, but everybody's been yeah, bad in yeah. Illinois.
1: That's always been a part. Right. That's just collecting shit. Except checks. the Ron Zook era. That's I love
0: cool. I loved his my tweet today. That was like one of my favorite Because he if you haven't seen Lovey Smith recently, he's got a gigantic white beard. Let me
1: see. Like, Unblock that gi- uh, got <laughs> show.
0: No. <laughs> Wait. Unfollow. I like you and unfollowed retweeted it. You, you unfollowed it and huh. unfollowed <laughs> me on Instagram, just like <laughs> Kyler Murray. Um Anyway, he looks he looks like Father Time, so I said they they found out Father Time was undefeated, so they hired him. That was pretty good. Pretty uh, happy for myself. Speaking <laughs> of Kyler Murray, Fox
1: Bet has some odds on where the Cardinals quarterback could be going next if he's traded. Of course, he unfollowed the Cardinals on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, and also removed any images of him in a Cardinals uniform. The Buccaneers right now, the favorite, plus 500. Broncos, plus 600, but also plus 600. Retire and play for a Major League Baseball team. That, those would be the odds if uh, Kyler Murray were to be traded. Packers, Steelers, Giants, Colts, and there Commanders. has to be something up. has to
0: be something up, right? Gambler. Has to be. Yeah.
1: I, it's very, Eagles. very odd. Some people said like they're just cleaning, their so, like he's cleaning his social media. But that would be the last thing that you would clean up, right?
0: <laughs> Why would you do it on Instagram and Twitter, unfollow?
1: Yeah, it's not passive. You you it's very aggressive.
0: You clean up the past when you have a dirty past, right? You Absolutely. eliminate all tweets when they have bad <laughs> tweets. Not 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 for the club who pays you to be their starting quarterback and you wanted a good contract in the offseason. Get out. <laughs> I
1: don't know Arizona wants him out or not but it does it, it, it this kind of came out of nowhere I mean it really did I and check. and it's Super Bowl it's Super Bowl week so of course this is going to be magnified switching gears we're gonna talk baseball but just for a very good reason okay Major League Baseball has halted testing for steroids we've come to find out because their agreement with the union expired when their CBA expired in December so Players could be roiding up this entire offseason during the lockout. Yay. So we may be in store for a magnificent 2022 Major League Baseball season. Dude's rolling Yay. up with
0: Backney, <laughs> <laughs> Huge That's, heads. That'd be great. You know, let's get those home runs. Um, just so we're aware, just because they don't test for it doesn't make it legal. Right? Which is back to the Barry Bonds thing. Like, oh, steroids were legal. No, they didn't test for it. Just like golf, only without the honor.
1: Adamas steps up. He's got 89 home runs on the <laughs> season.
0: <gasps> That's the press. Uh, hey, get out there and press. That was the press. But he's got really itty bitty. Never mind. <laughs> Stug Gottlieb Show. We're live in Radio Row. Tons of guests tomorrow. We'll have lots of fun. If not, we'll fake it. We'll yuck it up the whole time. Stug Gottlieb Show.